Chapter Seventeen of Half a Century by Jane Grey Swiss Helm. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. My name appears in print, age twenty nine. It was the third morning after my return that my head would not leave the pillow. Dr. Carruthers came and blistered me from head to foot, and for three weeks I saw no one but my attendants and my phantom panther he never left me there was one corner of the room in which he stayed most and sometimes there was not room for his tail to wag and then he moved forward where i could not see his head this troubled me for then i could not hold him with my eyes at night they were two balls of green fire but they had always been only when i was well i could turn my head away now i could not move it i knew most of the time it was a shadow from my brain but was glad to hear tom's chain rattle and feel sure it was not his very self they nursed me carefully and i lay thinking of the little one sick and in prison old martha came and pled with me i saw liza and maria under the lash for the crime of chastity and myself the accomplice of their brutal masters i pictured one of them a member of the m e church appealing to that church for redress and spurned under the black gag and i why i had been helping men who voted for it to build a meeting-house what was peter's denial compared to mine the case arranged itself in my mind i had writing materials brought and there with my head fast on the pillow i wrote a hexameter rhyme half a column long arraigning by name those black gag preachers painting the scene and holding them responsible i signed my initials and sent it to mr fleeson with a note telling him to give my name if it was inquired for our spirit did not come that week but soon my husband came to my room with a copy of the pittsburgh gazette in which was an editorial and a letter full of pious horror and denunciation of that article and giving my name as the author so that we knew mr fleeson had published the name in full this was my first appearance in print over my own signature and while i was shocked my husband was delighted even though he knew a libel suit was threatened i soon went to pittsburgh saw william elder and john a wills the only anti-slavery lawyers in the city they said the article was actionable for it had brought those men into contempt elder added they are badly hurt or they would not cry out so loud both tendered their gratuitous services for my defence in a civil suit we could prove the truth of the charge and they could get nothing for my husband owned no property everything belonged to his mother and my trustees could not be held for my misdeeds their action would doubtless be criminal and i would probably be imprisoned i went home and wrote a reply to the gazette which it refused to publish but it appeared in the spirit i reiterated urged and intensified my charges against these false priests until they were dumb about their injuries and libel suit but of that original article i never could get a copy every one had been sold and resold and read to rags before i knew it was in print i continued to write for the spirit but still there did not seem to be anything i could do for the slave as soon as i was able to be about the house i fell into my old round of drudgery but with hope and pride shut out of it once my burden pressed so that i could not sleep 
and rose at early dawn and sat looking over the meadow seeing nothing but a dense white fog i leaned back closed my eyes and thought how like it was to my own life when i looked again oh the vision of glory which met my sight the rising sun had sent through an opening in the woods a shaft of light which centred on a hickory tree that stood alone in the meadow and was then in the perfection of its golden autumn glory it dripped with moisture blazed and shimmered the high lights were diamond-tipped and between them the deepest shadow was every tint of orange and yellow mingled and blended in those inimitable lines of natural foliage over it through it and around it rolled the white fog in great masses caressing the earth and hanging from the zenith like the veil of the temple of the most high all around lay the dark woods framing in the vision like serried ranks encompassing a throne to which great clouds rolled then lifted and scudded away like couriers coming for orders and hastening to obey them john's new jerusalem never was so grand no square corners and forbidding walls the gates were not made of several solid pearls but of millions of pearlets strung on threads of love offering no barriers through which my soul might not pass my potmos had been visited and i could dwell in it work and wait but i would live in it not lie in a tomb and once more i took hold of life i organized a society at which we read had refreshments and danced yea broke church rules and practiced promiscuous dancing minus promiscuous kissing of course this was wicked i roamed the woods brought wild flowers and planted them set up berry bushes and collected a large variety of roses and lilies End of chapter 17